music, news, entertainment. It's all right here. This is The Kelly Alexander Show. Hi, it's Kelly, and this week we have a conversation with Juno Award-winning DJ and producer Felix Cartel and Grammy Award-winning recording artist Dea. These two have collaborated on a great song called Love You More and talked to us about what it was like to win Juno and Grammy Awards, why Felix would like to switch places with Joe Jonas for one day, and what Dea always has in her fridge. We also look back into our vintage vault for our interview with platinum-selling recording artist Ava Max. She talks about her debut album Heaven and Hell and why she wants to collaborate with legendary rock band Kiss. Listen anytime, anyplace, just a click away. KellyAlexanderShow.com Very excited to welcome Juno Award-winning Canadian DJ and producer Felix Cartel to the show. Also, Grammy Award-winning recording artist Dea. Guys, thank you so much for spending time with me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much for having us. So first of all, I need to ask, how did you two meet and were you fans of each other before you met? <laughs> Dea, can I do this one first? <laughs> yeah, we actually, the first time we actually met was after the song was recorded. So um, Felix sent it over a few months ago, I think like six months ago or so. And he had written it with Whitney Phillips, who I love and who I've written with a bunch. And I've been a fan of Felix's for a while. And he actually remixed a song that I put out with Shalou, um, like five years, four or five years ago or something. So um, we've kind of like been in each other's kind of orbit for a while, but we didn't really necessarily, this is our first like full on collab. So I, um, yeah, they sent the song over and I, I was just like a really big fan of the song right away. I thought it was a great summary, kind of light vibe. And I, I could like easily envision my voice over top of it um, with the melody and the lyric and everything, um, which doesn't always happen. So, so yeah, it, it kind of was just like very easy, honestly. Like even though we didn't see each other through the recording process, I, um, I feel like it was just kind of really smooth and flawless and then we, the first time we saw each other was for the photo shoot, so. Amazing. And Felix, so I'm assuming Daya was on your uh, your hit list, like you wanted her for this track? Yeah, I've always been such a big fan of Daya. Um, I, I, when, I, when I met her for the first time, I told her that like Safe was one of my all-time favorite songs. So I think that's such a beautiful pop song. And uh, I'm always like such a fan of voices that are, 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 are very singular and, and people that sound like, I, I don't really, I can't really think of someone who sounds like you, Dea, and and I think that's something that I uh, I'm always like blown away by, and then really like humbled that I get to work with people that are like can elevate what I'm doing to like a level that I thought wasn't possible. So I think like it's great because then it makes me want to like work harder on the production to like match what Dea brought to the table, and then I feel like because of that, like the song just gets better and better, and and everyone wins and. We win because as as songwriters and and creators and hopefully the audience gets to hear a better song because of it. So like I'm stoked. Uh, Dea, uh, what Felix said before is not the first time I've heard this, and it's how I feel also. Like playing your songs, uh, you know, as a DJ on Virgin Radio, you do sound different. Like from you know, because there's many vocalists, and it's not their fault, but they many sound the same. So what does it feel like for you to know that you definitely do have a unique voice in the pop like EDM space? Um, that's, that's honestly like a really, really cool compliment and I'm really honored and I, um, it's not something that I necessarily have strived for, but I guess just by virtue of like 
being myself and and bringing I kind of like all of my inspirations from when I was growing up to now and kind of just putting them in this like melting pot and just creating my voice out of that, I guess. Um, I just, I, yeah, I feel like it's, I don't necessarily like intent, I didn't set off to be like, I want to be the most distinctive voice, but I think it's really cool that that's, that people say, have said that. And that's like, honestly, one of the highest compliments that you can get as a singer. So yeah, I think I attribute it to a lot to like, um, a lot of like soulful female vocalists that I listened to growing up and then kind of combining that with, you wouldn't necessarily think to put that over like an EDM and an EDM kind of backdrop. So yeah, it's cool that, that the two combine in the way that they do. Dea, can you tell us who you listened to growing up? And then Felix, I want you to tell us the same thing. And, and if there's obviously still like an influence to you guys today. So Dea, start, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I listened a lot to like what my parents listened to um, growing up, like late 90s, early 2000s, like female, really raw vocalists, um, like Amy Winehouse and Alanis Morissette and kind of um, that type of like songwriting and storytelling was very interesting to me too, where it was just kind of like nothing held back, just very honest and um, and uh, you can hear that through their voice and through the music. And I think that that was just always really inspiring to me. And uh, yeah, like Adele and yeah, a lot of like really soulful kind of like R&B pop singers. Felix? Yeah, I think same as Dale, like a lot of the stuff that my parents listened to growing up and, you know, things like the Beatles and Supertramp, uh, even like Steely Dan. And, um, you know, I, th I think like a thing that as, as I start to uh, started to produce more and more, um, uh, like someone like the Beatles, for example, I think like the quality of them was that they sort of would make something out of not having access to everything. And and I kind of find like limitations with production can be like a really big tool. Yeah, I don't try to like be an expert in, in everything. I, I'd, I'd rather be like an expert in like a few things and figure out like, I don't know, it's like problem solving in a DIY kind of way, because I'm, I'm all like self-taught. So I still don't really feel like I know what I'm doing, but I'm just having fun with it. <laughs> you know what's funny is, Felix, I think you told me that during the pandemic, and I think you know what you are doing. Like, I think you said during the pandemic, you didn't know what you're doing, but clearly it's working. So keep doing I, it. Like, I, I feel like that kind of like the blissful ignorance is like a, um, it's like a, it's one of the things that makes me like excited to come to the studio every day though. Cause it's, it's, it feels like sort of like an adventure, which is like what makes me excited to get up and, and go create. Now, one of the, uh, the pieces of information I was given is that the song, uh, love you more had, uh, 600,000 streams in the first week of its release. So first of all, did you know the song, the song was something special and would pop off like the both of you? I know Daya kind of talked a little bit about it, but did you have a feeling it was going to go? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I've just, yeah, I, I don't know if that was at Felix or me. Sorry if I'm talking over you. You both, I want you both to answer. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think that there's just like such a fun quality to it. And I feel like people are really kind of craving that now. Um, and also just, uh, yeah, I think that it's just, um, yeah, kind of like manifesting summer in a way. And, and after all of these like bleak winter months that we've had, and I think it's just like, yeah, people are really craving something to get out and kind of just sing to. And it feels like a very fun live song too. And, um, and it's just, it's, um, hopefully it will be the soundtrack to, um, people's 
adventures over the summer. I don't know, but um, but yeah, it just it felt very very fun, and I and you never know what to expect with anything, so I never have expectations for anything to do really well or really poor. I think I just kind of like let it say, and if it it feels good to me in the moment, then it feels good, and hopefully it feels good to other people. Felix, how did you feel about the song? Yeah, I think my kind of like uh, perspective on writing music has shifted to be like a little more clear lately, whereas I just kind of like want to make a song that the people involved are, are really excited about. And then I feel like if it's genuine to us, like I'm, I'm not really like ever trying to, I'm not thinking about like writing a hit or anything like that. I'm more like, let's just make a song that we love. Um, we can like follow our pop sensibilities and things like that. Um, but it, you know, like my thing is like, you can't ever expect anything. So if, if, if that's the case, like, let's just make a song we like. So that way, no matter what happens, like we have a song that we like, so at least we can listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> now I understand that a music video is on the way for love you more. How involved were the two of you in the treatment of it and, and the storyline of, of this video that's coming our way? So it's actually a live performance. So we're quite involved. <laughs> we're actually in it performing. So yeah. Uh, it's cool because it's it's just a, a new version of the song. So we kind of like um, I played live bass on it and, and Deus sang live, obviously. And we just found this really cool location in L.A. that uh, we were very excited to get to film in. Um, and yeah, I think it's fun to just kind of like have another version of the song because I think it just helps show sort of like the like the, the authenticity of, of like the record that, that we both believe in. So um, yeah, it should be online next week. And uh, I'm, I'm like very excited with like how it looks and everything and sounds amazing. Now uh, you both have won serious hardware in your respective countries. Like, so Felix has Juno awards. Uh, you have a Grammy Dea. So I wanted to ask you like, how does it feel? I'll start with you Dea to be like introduced as Grammy award-winning singer Dea. Like has it gotten old or is it just still as exciting to, cause I know it's several years ago since you won this. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really cool. And it's um, I don't think it ever really gets old. It's um, it's something that I'm really proud of. I'm really proud of that song um, with the chain smokers. And I think it just, it lived such a good life. And that was kind of like the perfect cherry on the top moment for it. Yeah, like I said, I don't really have like my expectations up super high for anything. So I think that when that came around, I was like, is this really <laughs> happening to me? Like to to this song, to this, like, I, it just felt like a very like out of body um, experience and uh, just just something cool. And I hope that, I mean, it, to me, it was more motivating than anything to, you know, keep putting out music that I love and that I feel connected to and hopefully um, will be there again one day but who knows but um but yeah it's it's just a, it's still a very cool thing and felix how does it feel for you winning you know june awards honestly it's like really surreal because sort of like when i started with dance music and stuff it was like felt like the last thing that would even be like associated with awards and, and things like that because it felt very like left field of like what was going on in the mainstream so it's been cool seeing like not only like the journey that like electronic music as a whole has taken, but also like the flexibility of the genre is sort of like something that is like exciting to me. Like I still feel like it's weird to me that I can kind of create whatever I want to create every day. And, you know, I used to play in a band and, and that felt sort of like 
a little more pigeonholed sometimes. So like, uh, as like a producer, like I feel very like lucky that I just kind of like get like carte blanche to do whatever I want. <laughs> Amazing. So um, a couple more questions before I let you go. I like to do this for our fans to get you to get to know you guys a little bit better. So, uh, Dale, we'll start with you. If you could switch places with another artist or producer for one day, who would it be and why? Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know. That's hard. I mean, right now I'm, I'm super, I'm really into Fred again. I just love his entire set and his, I just watched his tiny desk um, the other day and I was just like so impressed with how, just how his creative brain works. Um, so I guess it would be kind of fun to get inside that and, and see what it's like. I, I think that he's just pr producing some really like innovative and cool stuff. Um, so yeah, that'll probably be fine. Felix, what about you? uh just like joe jonas so i could like live vicariously <laughs> as a pop star for one day and uh i feel like he's got a good he's got he's pretty funny on on TikTok and stuff so uh maybe i can get some TikTok ideas or something <laughs> uh, apart from your family and friends who's the coolest person in your phone that you can call or text dea uh <laughs> <laughs> Felix Cartel, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. Felix, are you going to say Daya now? <laughs> no, I have to. I have to. Okay. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Okay, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> uh, what's the one thing that's always in your fridge, Felix? Uh, like, I'm so, I never go grocery shopping. It's so embarrassing, but probably like, like, a, um, just like sparkling like 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 grapefruit flavored like bubbly water like i like that's like my go-to like I, I don't i haven't been drinking these days so like I, it used to be booze and now it's like grapefruit <laughs> so lame <laughs> it's all good Dea. um uh i don't know i mean pro <laughs> recently i've been like hoarding chick-fil-a sauce after i go so i'll just i'll just keep it and use it as a dip for something else i mean it's the best sauce ever made okay. so, sauce is so good. um how could i not so yeah that's what i'm <laughs> just and doctor of like little chick -fil -A. <laughs> and uh day i don't know this actually have you have you been to montreal before and, and if so what's your favorite thing about our city i have um yeah i was there for a show like years and years ago um but i i just i really like the culture of it i think it's really cool um the history of it and how um diverse it is and um i i, I just think it's really cool like melting pot of of so many things and um and i'd love to spend more time there unfortunately i was only there for like a night but um but if you know of things that i should do next time i go definitely i will like message you I'll, I'll message you there's many things felix you've been here a bunch i'm sure yeah um yeah it's just like it feels like so the city's so like artistic like i feel like when i'm there like it's weird like certain cities you kind of like feel like an outcast if you're a creative and like montreal feels like the opposite where like it, it feels like you belong so I, i'm always like it's always a trip for me when i'm in cities like that where i'm like whoa it feels like like people respect what I do here. <laughs> like not think I'm like crazy for it. So uh, yeah, I remember like the last time I was there, I was working with uh, Milk and Bone who are so talented. And we just like went to a cafe in the morning, had breakfast and like then wrote music in the afternoon. We just like walked around 
and just got like a baguette. I was like, this is so like, could we do this any more French? Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just nice. It was like, it felt like a, um, one of those moments where I, I was grateful to like, to get to do art as my job. And I, I like that Montreal like sort of like rewards that. Amazing. And uh, Dea, last question for you. Um, you know, we love you here in the city. We play your music all kinds. I know when we got to spin Bad Girl, just like, you know, a couple of years ago, it was spending all the time on our station. Uh, now we're going to be spinning, you know, Felix and, and your song. Um, what message do you have for your Montreal fans? Um, yeah, I would say thank you so much for listening, for supporting for so long. I feel like I've kind of felt that energy and that love from Canada as a whole and and for such a long part of my career and that's just been amazing I mean I'm like eight probably eight years now from when my first song started playing um on the radio and it's just really cool to see that the same sort of support is there still so um with all my new music so yeah thank you guys so much and more to come soon amazing Felix yeah um it's just like I'm always so like flattered when I'm like a song gets played on the radio because it just it opens up like such a new audience every time. So like every time that moment happens and I'm I feel it feels crazy that it's even happened more than once because I feel like some people don't get that opportunity. So I'm I'm really grateful for it and I want to play Oshiega so bad. So like let's do it and then I'll bring Dea and we'll play the song. It'll be great. Let's go, Montreal. Well, we're we're manifesting it now because we've just put it out into the universe. So there you go. Yeah, Amazing. Uh, guys, thank you so much. It's been a dream to have you on the show. I appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing because the song and you guys are both amazing. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having us and thanks for playing the song. The Kelly Alexander Show. Very happy to welcome singer-songwriter Ava, Ava Max to the program. Super excited. She's had such success with Sweet But Psycho and, of course, her latest Kings and Queens. Ava, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I wanted to start off because I've been doing like a bunch of research about you and all that stuff. And one thing that totally stuck out to me, I wanted to get back to you right away or to start with you with is like, I read that your parents came over uh, from another country to the States and mm -hmm. had to work all these different jobs uh, to make sure that your family was sort of uh, happening and safe and, and healthy and all that stuff. And I'm just wondering if their work ethic inspired you uh, to work so hard at such a young age to get your own career going. Yeah, definitely. I mean, seeing my parents struggle growing up was very hard. Um, we lived in apartments up until I was 10, 11 years old, and they finally bought their first home. And it was a big accomplishment, obviously, for the family. And, you know, they had three jobs each for 10 plus years. And I just remember them not sleeping. And they always said they like, you know, we wanted to come to America only because they could have three jobs each and save the money and not sleep. And I'm like, that sounds crazy. I'm like, you guys are just nuts. Like who does that? But they did that. And you know, I look at that and I'm like, wow, if they can do that and not knowing the language, not having money, I can do this. And, and so I think if you compare things like, you know, for the good, not like, comparing for to make yourself sad but comparing in for good reasons is good because I feel like then you work harder and you kind of see a different light and a different way you know it's not as hard if you think about it like there you got to take one step one day at a time and they really taught me that just conquer like the day don't think about like weeks and months in advance because then you know I get lost <laughs> Now, we have to talk about you deciding to move to Los Angeles at, su at such a young age. Um, how hard of a decision was that? And uh, what did you learn, I guess, being a part of the Los Angeles music scene as a teenager? 
Um, that was tough because I was really young and I was doing singing competitions and my, my mom was actually uh, the one who was like, you know, let's sell the house and move for her, our daughter, whatever. And I'm like, I was so young at the time and I was just so excited to sing and leave school and homeschool. I'm like, okay, I'll leave school. I'm being bullied anyways. I didn't like it. <laughs> and so, so we went to Los Angeles and, and then we stayed for a year. No one wanted to sign a 14 year old singer. We had meetings with so many people. We had meetings with, you know, countless people that I won't name. Yeah. <laughs> But, and then, you know, no one wanted to help. And so we went back east, but we ended up in South Carolina at the time, which was so awkward. Again, no friends, 15-year-old girl, lonely. I just was, like, just so horribly lonely, and I hated it. <laughs> and I think all I could think about is going back to California for my dream. Yeah. And so two years later, I, I fly out to California with my brother, and we just try again. And then my parents followed later on. But, um, you know, it, it was a tough, it's been a tough, long 15 years. <laughs> yeah. And so what do you say to people, who, although I haven't read this yet, I haven't read this about you where people say, oh, you're an overnight success. But I'm sure maybe someone has said that to you. Does that annoy you? Because you've put in like 15 years of work already? I just laugh. I'm like, oh, if you only knew. <laughs> you know, like it's definitely not an overnight thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, there have been so many times where I'm like, am I going to quit? Like, what's going on? Like, I remember the night Sweet But Psycho came out. I was, I literally, true story, I was in a corner in my room crying. I was like, in a ball. I'm like, wow, I'm so excited for this. But I've been so excited for a lot of things. Is this actually going to do anything? Is it going to relate to people? I was like, and I literally yelled. And I was like, if this doesn't happen, I'm going to be an interior designer. <laughs> 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 that's awesome I swear. and then and like obviously within 30 days the song started charting with no promo and I was like God is that you <laughs> <laughs> that's so good it was weird it was weird that's so good actually I wanted to ask you if if you had a plan b so is was interior design then a plan b for you I mean I would okay so <laughs> Every time I would go out to like bars or hang out with my friends and meet new people, I'd be like, hey, my name is Amanda and I'm an interior designer. Because I didn't want to tell them I'm a singer trying to make it. Like, because it would go into, oh, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, it would go through this, I would have to go through this whole story. And yeah. I'd be like, Easy. I'm an interior designer. You know, I would literally <laughs> just joke around. <laughs> and then I started actually liking interior design. <laughs> That's so cool. Actually, is there, a, is there like a celebrity house like you would love to, to redesign for somebody? Like, is there like one of your friends or I don't know? I don't know. I pr probably, probably, but I, don't, I can't <laughs> at the top of my head. <laughs> so we have to talk to you about your name because I know Amanda is your, your, your real first name. Uh, and I believe Ava is your, your second name that you used as your first one. Do you have sort of like, um, like an onstage persona, persona where you're Amanda maybe with your parents, but you're Ava for everything else? Because I know like Beyonce has her sort of alter egos. Is that like something that you need to do to keep yourself sane? And I think Katy Perry does that too, actually. It's weird because I didn't plan it that way. I just didn't like my name. I didn't like, I didn't feel like an Amanda. I was okay. just growing up like, Amanda, they used to say Amanda Banana. Like, <laughs> what is this Amanda Banana? Anyway, so <laughs> at 14, I literally, um, well, I played a prank on my brother. Okay. It was, it's a crazy story. And I, I named the girl that I catfished my brother on, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. The 
this is what happened. And I went and I was like, I finally told him. Yeah. I told him and he, he was freaking out. Then two hours later after laughing and he really wanted to like kick my in the ass. <laughs> but, you know, but he was pissed about it. But anyway, so I, I became Ava because yeah. I really liked that name. And then I went to court legally with my dad a year later and put it in as my middle name. Okay. And now I'm actually Ava. <laughs> but um, Max came later on because I felt like Ava is kind of weird on its own. I don't know. But also it's a little feminine. I feel a little like a guy sometimes. I'm like, I kind of want like another persona. So Max is like my masculine side. That's perfect. It's such a cool name. And it's, I have to tell you as a radio announcer, it's super easy to pronounce. And so oh. we appreciate that. Oh my God. Thank you. Look, dualities rule my world. <laughs> okay. Are you a, are you a Gemini? No, I should be. Okay. I'm an Aquarius. You're like, that's weird. No, but like literally I should be. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> Maybe it's like my moon sign or something. I don't oh, know. it must I be that. It must be that. Now I read that you are a kid of the 90s, like you're born in the 90s. So I'm just wondering uh, which artist from the 90s like inspired you? Because I, I know like I read an article once and I think you were too, probably too young for this, but people like artists that you listen to as a kid, especially around the ages of 13, 14, stick with you for life. So I'm wondering if there's artists in that range and even maybe before that, that just influenced you to do what you do. Mariah, Christina, Brittany, over and over and over. I would sing their songs 24 seven. Yeah. Okay. And Whitney and Celine, of course, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. Um, so when you decided to, you know, embark on this music career, did you have a sound in mind that you wanted to produce or are you constantly evolving? Are you still trying to find who Ava Max is musically? I think I found her. Okay. <laughs> no, I actually, it's funny to say that because I really didn't, I was trying so many different things growing up. I mean, I did R&B songs because I love R&B as well. It just, you know, it, I guess it wasn't right until I did a pop song like Sweet But Psycho and Not Your Barbie Girl was actually before Sweet But Psycho. That was a little pop R&B, but like um, it, it was evolving from R&B, then R&B pop, not a pop. So it's like, yeah, pop and maybe a little rock. I love guitar. I love guitar. Maybe the next is pop rock. Who knows? <laughs> would you, if there was a, an opportunity to collaborate with any sort of like heavy metal band or hard rock band, who would it be? Kiss. Nice. <laughs> oh, you and Gene Simmons would get along great. What that, when did you hear them on Kings and Queens? I kind yeah. of <laughs> Oh my God. Their big boots and then me with my big boots. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, when I say to you these stats... Uh, Sweet But Psycho has been certified three times platinum, has over two billion streams and counting, one of the most Shazam songs of 2019. Are you able to take that in? Like, because I know, no, okay. <laughs> no, it's so weird. I go on Spotify, I see these like, sometimes, especially now that I'm home and I'm reading a lot of stuff, like yeah. on Twitter, I'm like, that's not real. <laughs> and then I actually look and I'm like, do they really look at me? That much? I'm like, me, I'm so weird. Like, it's just, <laughs> It's like, really? You care about me? Okay. <laughs> but I feel like the songs, yes, the songs are uplifting and anthemic. But when they talk about me, I just laugh. I'm like, I don't take myself serious. That's probably what's going to keep you going if you don't take yourself serious. So I think that's, that's good. All my friends will tell you, like, she's insane. Oh, she's goofy. <laughs> she's weird. She laughs like Fran Drescher. Like, <laughs> I love Fran Drescher. She's awesome. I'm like, don't hear me laugh. <laughs> now, Sweet But Psycho, because I do want to talk about Kings and Queens, but I do have to ask you this. When you produced Sweet But Psycho, did you have any clue it was going to blow up? 
No. Okay. <laughs> no, I am not psychic. I feel like it's like, you know, I, there's no way. I love the song. It's funny, a producer I work with, Lost Circuit, he was like, this is a hit. Every time I hear it, it sounds massive. And I want to hear it again. And I'm like, I want to hear it again too, and it sounds huge. But do you really think it's going to connect to so many people? Yeah. Or they just going to think I'm psycho? <laughs> So when, when it did, I was just like, whoa, okay, I guess a lot of people are sleep with psycho. That's so awesome. Now, um, Kings and Queens, how did you, first of all, was there pressure on you because of Sweet But Psycho to pick the right song to come after? Um, it's tough because I, you know, I love all the songs in the album. It's, it's actually very strange that every single song in the album, I don't know if you heard the album yet, but every single song in the album is like anthemic and really like energetic, like Kings and Queens and strong and bold. So it's very hard to choose the single. It's like every song is a single. And I think it's because we took so long to make these that there's no album filler. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe that's a curse. Because yeah. now we're going to let the fans pay. No, but Kings and Queens we chose because we just love it as well. We love okay. all the songs. Circuit and I work on the entire album. And he's the executive producer. And his production's insane. Yeah. He's Canadian as well. We so. love that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned Heaven and Hell. So, yeah, so the album's on the way. Um, when it comes to this particular time period, this is the only time you're going to be able to feel like this because this is just before your debut album drops. Like, what are you feeling? Uh, are you trying to soak it all in? Because from now on, you're never going to have a first album. It's going to be out. I know, but ugh, I feel like vomiting when I say that. Ugh, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, that's really freaking crazy. It's like the only time <laughs> in my life. So, yes, it is kind of nauseating. <laughs> But like in a good way, in a good okay. way. Whew, I'm really, really excited. Okay. I just really want people to hear the songs. I've been holding on to it for a year. Yeah. Now, when you release it, do you, like, is there any sort of fellow musician that you would love to, like, hear from? Like, you know, because, like, people have their, like, let's say, like, if Mariah Carey tweets and you was like, girlfriend, that's amazing. Like, will you lose your marbles? I would literally think. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, girl, you're literally my second mom and you don't know it. <laughs> so you're part of the Lamely? We have the same freckle on our stomach. I'm okay. like, I don't think she knows that. <laughs> it's to the left of the belly button, the same size. I'm like, are we twins? No. <laughs> oh, good. Like, She's awesome. For your fans, Heaven and Hell, what do you want them to know about it like, and, and to take away from it? Um, I really hope they just listen to it while they're working out and it motivates them or listening to it when they're maybe studying and they don't want to study and it motivates them. Anything to make them more motivated. I just hope that happens because the lyrics are really to make them feel unique, you know, and, mm -hmm. and not like they have to fit into a format that society tells us to. I really believe in like doing your own thing, carving your own path. So hopefully this album helps people do what they want to do and fulfill what they want to fulfill. Being a female artist in the music industry and, and the way things are going, like uh, I think a lot lately, especially since the Me Too movement has come out, um, I find there's been this um, transformation, if you will, where it's cool now for artists and female artists to really support one another. Like even watching Taylor Swift and Katy Perry 
get over whatever they had to get over. And so how do you feel about other pop female artists in, in your genre? Because there's a lot of you, but you're each doing your own thing. Like, are you like, have you heard from Dua Lipa? Like, are you, you know what I mean? Like, how does it feel for you, Ava Max? I mean, I haven't heard from Dua Lipa. Um, it'd be cool. I mean, it, you know, I, maybe I'll DM her. <laughs> she was really cool. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't met her before. We're both Albanian and BB Rexa, Rita Ora, they both reached out. Um, they, they're very cool. I've met them before. They're very sweet. Um, but yeah, th there's a few that I haven't actually met. We've been in the same area, like the European Music Awards performed there, but never really crossed, you know, the same path. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, and for your fans, because I am certain that you get tons of messages from fans saying like how much you and your music mean to them. So is that like um, a good feeling or is it like a burden slash responsibility? Like how are you taking that in? I mean, when my fans come to me and say, so am I, for instance, changed their lives. And when that song came out, they just, they, they felt like they could actually be themselves and be proud of who they are. Um, just recently, I did an interview with a fan. Um, his, his name was Bailey and he was incredible. And I, he just like, he was making me tear up and he was tearing up and it was just such an emotional connection with him. And, and he's just saying like how much that song changed his life. And you know, when I hear things like that, I'm like, wow, I want to continue making motivating songs. I want to continue making songs that help people because that's incredible. If you can heal someone from their own demons with just lyrics and melodies and music, I mean, that's all I'm going to do then. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. Now I have to ask you um, about Montreal. Have you been to Montreal yet? I'm not no, Circuit has been raving about Montreal, and I heard it's incredible, and I can't wait to come. I probably would have came this yeah. year if it wasn't for a global. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how have you been dealing with all of it? Because I know it probably pushed back your album, but did you find it a good time to get extra work done? Was it like inner reflection time, chill out time? Like, what was it like for Ava Max? Um, definitely a reflection time. I have learned to be patient. I'm always like, I'm like a restless rat. <laughs> Like, <laughs> literally, I'm not even kidding you. I'm like on a hamster wheel, like, even when I have to be in bed to fall asleep, my mind's just racing, and I don't even know how I fall asleep, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, it's weird. So it's taught me to really, like, calm the F down. <laughs> Very good. Uh, now, before I let you go, I wanted to do this thing for your Montreal fans, uh, Fast Facts with Ava Max. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, which one of your own songs can you listen to on repeat without wanting to vomit like you did before? <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing now. I really love that one. Okay, good. Um, do you like to exercise? And if so, what is your favorite thing to kind of get the blood pumping? Oh, I love to run. I really love to run. Okay, that's good. Um, what's the most adventurous thing you've done in your life so far? Um, travel to 27 countries. I mean, that just opened my eyes. Okay. If calories didn't count, what food would you eat every day? Bread and butter. Hello. <laughs> Bread and butter. That's it. It fills you up. It's easy. You don't have to think about it. Why is it fattening? Oh. I know, right? What's your favorite board game? Do you have one? My favorite board game. Yeah. I, I, is, Jenga's not a board game, is it? I think it's Monopoly? close enough. Monopoly? Yeah. Can you actually get through a game of Monopoly? It's so long. I kind of like it because, again, it keeps my mind going. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, if you could have a dinner party in a socially respectable way at this point with um, three other pop artists, 
mainstream. <laughs> you and three others, who would they be and why? Okay, I'm just gonna spit it out. Cardi B, Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> Jim Carrey. <laughs> I find like that'd be a crazy dinner. Oh my god, I can't. Can you imagine Cardi B and and um and uh Jim Carrey talking? That would be a lot. Going on. <laughs> I would love to see that. <laughs> that'd be a lot going on. Um, two more to go. If you were co-headlining a tour, who would be the other artist? Oh, you know what? I've thought about this. I want it to be like a crazy, like contortionist, or like um someone like super random that that could really show off their talents that normally wouldn't have a platform to. Okay, cool. And uh, apart from family and friends, who's the coolest person in your phone that you can just either text or call up? The coolest person. Ah, oh my God. Um, like, can you Khalid. reach out to Cardi B? Khalid is. Khalid. I love Khalid. He's the nicest guy. Oh my God, he's the nicest. So yeah, he's the coolest. Too. Okay, cool. Um, any message for your Montreal fans? Because I told you, Virgin Radio, we love you. We love you here. I love you guys. I love Montreal. I love Canada. I cannot wait to come back to Canada, and especially Montreal, because I've never been. I yeah. love you guys. Hopefully, I can have a show soon next year. That's perfect. Promise me you'll always come to Montreal, because some pop artists don't come back just because no, I don't I know why. But you I always know. have to come. Okay, perfect. He's telling me to go to Montreal, so uh, he wants to go too again, so definitely. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, Ava, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> The Kelly Alexander Show. Thank you, as always, for spending time with us on the program this week. And a big shout out to our guests, Felix Cartel, Dea, and Ava Max. Also to our producer, Andrew Sabino, for doing such a great job putting the show together. Also want to remind you that we have another great podcast that you should check out that is 90s themed. It's called 90s Now, and I co-host it with some radio colleagues, Sharon Highland and Adam Brisson. And we dive deep into everything to do with the 90s. Music, television, fashion, pop culture. It's so much fun. So please check us out. We are on all the major podcast platforms at 90s now. Have an amazing week. You and I'll chat soon. The Kelly Alexander Show.